Hey everybody, this is Rob Simpson, back with another podcast for you. Um, little bit of little change going on here. Um, just so you're aware, my podcast is now titled Then Versus Now. Um, so my podcast is going to be centered like it was before, talking about things from growing up to where things are at now. Um, but I just changed it to Then Versus Now. Uh, flows a little better and there's no one else that has this title so it'll be easier to find Um, so today I wanted to start off talking about um, uh, this episode is is called the almighty dollar Uh, the reason I've titled it this is to talk about how how money was back then and how it is now as far as how far your dollar goes or how far it doesn't go uh, anymore. So um, let's just jump right in. Um, I want to share a story of a conversation that I had with my dad the other day. And uh, it's kind of interesting and and funny at the same time. Uh, It's sadly true. So uh, I was over at my dad's house. I go over there and visit him uh, on a weekly basis. And I went over and we were sitting down talking and he asked me, he goes, he's all, Rob, how much, how much did you pay for your house? 300? And I'm thinking, no, I wasn't, I'm thinking $300,000. Like, no, it wasn't quite that much. And then he, he's like, cause that's what I paid. And I'm like, no. You didn't pay 300000 for your house either, I know. And then I realized what he was asking. He was asking what my mortgage was. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, 300 for a mortgage, that would be fantastic. And, but there is no way that anyone, unless you've <laughs> bought your house, like paid it down drastically to have a mortgage payment of $300 or less, you know, unless you've paid it all off and then you don't know anything and props to you for that happening um no I told him I said and I'm very open about my life and and open about even like money stuff so I so I uh, have a townhouse and I put 20% down so which made it nice for those of you that are uh younger that are listening uh just a little side note there's a PMI, which is it's a mortgage insurance that you have to pay if you don't have 20% equity or 20% of whatever the cost of the house is um, like bought into it, right? So if your house is, you know, we'll just say a $200,000 house, and if you're not bought in $40,000, which is 20% of it, then you're going to have to pay the primary mortgage insurance PMI. And what that is, is for whatever lender, you know, whatever bank or whoever your lender is, they want to know once you're 20% in, you're less likely of a liability or a risk. And so what that does is it, it takes that 
um, extra amount off of your mortgage, uh, whatever that is. And so I never wanted to pay that. So I put 20% down and avoided the PMI. Um, anyway, so with that being said, I live in a townhouse and so I have an HOA and all that fun stuff. And so with everything thrown in together between my mortgage, HOA, you know, I'm like a, a grand a month. And that's why I told me, it's like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, even with buying down the loan, um, or paying down the loan 20%. Uh, yeah, I still have a grand a month in a mortgage payment. Um, and he's just like, wow, it was only $300 when, uh, when I got this house. And I was like, yeah, you know, my dad's 70 now. And so um, I think he was 20, I'll say 27 or 28 when he got that house uh, around that time, give or take a year or two. And interesting enough, um, so the job that he had when he retired from his work, he was averaging around oh, close to 50K a year. So this is where I'm just kind of awestruck of where we're at now, okay? So he's been... Oh, shoot. He's been retired for probably, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years. And probably 20, 20 is a safer bet. Anyway, so he retired early. Um, anyway, so with that being said, it's crazy to me that there's jobs out there that pay less than that and and I know there's a lot of entry level jobs but even career jobs that are like if you're making 50k a year now in 2019 you're like oh little you know golf clap I'm doing pretty good no not really I mean really it's like you think that's good money which it's not bad I'm not dissing on it I a lot of the jobs I've had um have I'm like same thing I'm like oh I'm doing good 50,000 a year you know and but then you look at the cost of living you know it's like so this is just I'm kind of an anal analytical type of personality um with a mix of others but I always like doing a numbers thing so it, just bear with me so if the mortgage for my dad's house was 300 a month making 50k a year like that's great, right? So now if I'm looking at, say I'm making 50K a year now in 2019, but my mortgage is more than three times the amount he was paying, that's crazy. Like I'm making, honestly, if I'm making 50K, then I'm making a third of what he made, honestly, when it comes to a mortgage payment. Because if my mortgage payment is triple that, more than triple, I'm not making 150k a year, you know? Like, that would be fantastic. That's, a, you know, there's not jobs out there that pay that unless you are a doctor, you know, or a lawyer, or kind of now where things are at with you have some Kickstarter campaign, or you're on Shark Tank, 
or you have a YouTube channel or you have Instagram follow followers or whatever it is and you're generating revenue where you can be, you know, there's kids that are in their early 20s or in their teenage years and they're millionaires and I'm like, what? You know, so the the plus side of that is where we're at as far as um, technology and um, these different platforms that we have to have these ideas and come out with a solution to a problem or we just have good content, right? Um, we have good things because um, there's different things that sell, you know, and it's, and I don't want to go through all the different content, but there's things that sell, right? Um, I, I look at how things were then because not even as more, not just the mortgage was cheaper, right? The mortgage payment, but, you know, utilities and, and gas prices and food prices and we didn't have, you know, a Wi-Fi bill. We didn't have $100 um, bills going for cable, you know, and I'll be honest, I, I don't, I don't pay for cable. I don't see the sense of paying a hundred dollars for, for, for the TV, right. To have cable. And, and obviously we have, you know, Netflix and Hulu and, you know, and Voodoo to rent movies. And, and so we can, we can cut expenses in other areas, but back then cable wasn't around a hundred bucks. Anyway, it used to be cheaper. Anyway, the whole point of this <laughs> story that I shared is, it's just interesting how the, the cost of living is where it's at, but the um, rise in salaries hasn't happened, right? It's not, they haven't come up together, right? You have, if we're looking at a scale up here, just visualize with me, up here is high up where um, you're going to have your salary, and this is we're going 20 years back in cost of living, and they're pretty close together, right? Well, now we have a gap because I feel like where things are now, the cost of living has gone up above that, and it has, right? If you were making 50K then and versus making 50K now, the cost of living is over the top of that. And that's why I, this is my opinion and take it for what it's worth, but that's why I feel like we see a lot of um, rising generations, um, particularly even millennials that live at home or, or, or rent with roommates because they can't afford to live on their own because the, the salaries or the hourly rate, whatever it is, has not risen to the above the cost of living compared to what it was back then, right? So it's, you know, when when they're touting on the news or you see it on, oh, they're starting 15 bucks an hour. And you're like, that's, that's, that's good. But it's for entry level, but it's not good for someone that wants to have their own home and raise a family and, and be, um, you know, debt free. Uh, and I feel like that's why there's a lot of debt. And it's not like there's, ridiculous you know i don't feel like too i feel like people are pretty um savvy with their money there's times you know where we're we're all gonna buy something that we regret we're like oh we shouldn't should have never spent money on this or done that or whatever but at the end of the day 
even being frugal and living within your means is a lot tighter than it used to be, I feel like. Um, and that's why I feel like, and this is just all my perception and and take it for what it's worth, why families are smaller too, because raising a child now versus then is a lot more expensive. And the, yeah, the salary hasn't grown enough to the point of where, oh, I can have a family of five or, you know, or six, seven, eight, how many kids you want. And that's why you see families with one kid, two kids, three kids, you know, and it's, uh, it is, it is an issue, you know, so, um, when you're not making the money to support a family, um, or to give them, you know, just what their needs are to make sure their needs are met and your needs are met, then of course you're going to have to, you know, not, um, not have these big families and, and just live a more modest lifestyle because you're kind of forced to, you know? Um, but anyway, so that was a little bit of a tangent on the topic. Um, but there's some things now that are, um, that are good, um, that we can do with our money, um, to, to make sure we're, you know, going to have, something instead of nothing when we retire or you know a rainy day fund you know and and it's i see stuff all the time there's different ways to earn extra money or what they call a side hustle you know i've heard that term a lot um and that's the thing that's right there's kind of a a, something to laugh at because you have a side hustle is yeah because you can't make it with one job you can't make it with two jobs so you have to have this other source of income, source of revenue to meet your needs, um, but also to maybe exceed your needs as far as like, well, meet your needs, but then have an excess or surplus of money for a rainy day in a savings account or, um, you know, in some mutual funds or a 401k or a Roth IRA or, or whatever that looks like. Um, and I feel like that's not like a typical thing anymore. I feel like there's more debt than there is money, um, money being made, um, especially in the middle class or lower class or no class. You know, if you don't, <laughs> the, the poverty is is just kind of mind blowing, um, and just kind of how close. Uh, I think, I, even personally, I realize like where I'm at in life and if sometimes you're you're kind of on a on a scale of where you're like I'm doing okay or if I'm not and I could swing into that oh I'm homeless or you know not that that would happen Uh, well I can't say never but I know that's why people I see this happen not people but why I see um kids moved back home because they can't make it on their own you know um anyway it's it's kind of a a little disheartening to see how things haven't uh, improved uh on that aspect um but on a brighter note um there's a lot of there's a lot of growth and opportunity in in businesses and uh i have a 
a brother that I talk to on a regular basis and uh, I try and focus more on the positive in things and but I do like the real talk kind of what I'm doing here of kind of reality but there's also there's all you know there's focuses there's a focus of on how things aren't going as good or or they could be better which they always can but I like to focus and be more on the optimistic side of like uh I mean not to get too much into the news and what's going on but we do see or I've seen it a lot of um businesses that are closing like you have Sears that's gone well there's still some left I guess but they filed bankruptcy and you have Shopco that's gone and you have you know all these little stores not little they used to be big you know Kmart's gone and and Toys R Us is gone and um and it, it's really it's times are changing with you know all these companies that have these innovative ideas and and it's I mean that's it you know Amazon is a big you know uh brick and mortar killer and that's just reality but it's people like me and and you and everyone else that supports them because we don't want to go out and shop anymore we want to just be on our phone on our on our ipad on our you know uh on our personal computer and just do a search click it pay for it have it shipped to our house we're good to go we're done and it is a it's super convenient uh, just but it does put other businesses out right it really it does um but that's not necessarily a bad thing it's learning to adapt and adjust as things change and things have been changing and it's those jobs are opening up of you know there's a lot more jobs now where you can work from home and you can work for you know amazon or work for um facebook or instagram or you know like all these other companies uber and lyft and and uh just so many different opportunities out there uh honestly i feel like a lot of the the growth is in tech and it's um the programmers and the software developers and you know just anything to do with um with uh, electronics and and social media and uh, just different platforms that are out there a lot of opportunities that way a lot easier to um get a degree because you can do a lot of online schooling now which is super fantastic um and that i feel like the convenience of things uh makes it um better in a lot of ways um the thing i i do miss or i see a decline in is social interaction right like when i grew up i didn't have a cell phone you know back in the day my first games gaming system was the the original nintendo i think it was fantastic i was like oof this thing is like the bomb.com this thing is great <laughs> didn't even have the internet back then but with all these innovations and and things um brings a lot of uh, i see it in my my nephews and my niece and how they will just be on the phone or they'll be on a tablet or they'll be you know playing playing video games and the thing i don't even get 
and it just blows my mind how shoot I should have started something like this I didn't even know this is this how popular it has become is to watch on YouTube someone else play a video game I'm like what that is just it's just crazy to me but they love it and it's because it's a live tutorial of hey this is what we're doing and oh look I found this here's a little hidden door uh, a little easter egg or whatever it is um but back to my point of that is it's it takes the social interaction out right now it's like I don't need to be around other people because I can be secluded in my room in a house wherever it's at on a phone on a tablet on a computer playing a video game you know or even talking right it's all text or mostly text right I can text someone and tell them off or I can text someone and and then not respond forever I can ghost them right I can do all these things that you couldn't do that before right like if you're in front of a person you can't just be like hey you know I'm not gonna interact with you anymore because you're right there I mean you can walk away but it's taking them at, taking kids out of situations where they're not having the experiences to develop how to handle those confrontations, how to handle those hard situations, how to handle rejection, how to handle someone getting mad at them, right? If someone gets mad at you and sends you a mean text, you just block them, You're like, done with that. I'm like, bye Felicia, done, you know? And it, it, it does, it happens. And it just, it causes, I feel like more depression and anxiety and I've noticed this in myself and that's why I'm talking about this is I can get anxiety over getting a I can get all worked up now over a text message and it's like I never even had these before like when I got anxiety or got worked up it'd be in person because I'm getting uh, you know I have to fight off a kid in elementary school or someone's yelling at me in front of everyone else and it's that confrontation you know and and now it's from a dang text message. I'm like, oh, it shouldn't be like that. You know, I shouldn't get worked up over it. And because it's like they're not even there. But they're, I feel like, because they're sending a message to my phone, it's right there in my face. And I'm not going to lie, words do hurt. Words do cut deep. You know, things that are said you can never take back. And it's just a word of the wise. Just be careful on how how you deliver a message and the words that you say, because uh, even though it can be forgiven, it won't be forgotten. Just a little thing to remember there. Anyway, I go off on tangents, so my podcasts are obviously going to be, they'll start with what the topic is, which was, you know, the the whole money, the almighty dollar, and then I just whew, go all over the place. Um, but I do bring it back. It does come back eventually, you know. Um, but I do appreciate uh, everyone that's taken the time to listen to this and to hear me out. And, yeah, just if you like what you hear, leave a comment, throw some, you know, leave some stars on, on the reviews, preferably five. If not, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hit subscribe share this share you can share this with your friends you can screenshot it 
tag it on Instagram, tag it on Facebook, however you want to let people know about my podcast, and I'll go over uh, any topic and and uh, just cover things that, you know, just give kind of some real talk, some straight talk about life as it was then versus now, and even diving into other things. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Um, I did create this podcast because I, I had to, I realized a kind of a, <clears throat> I call it a gift. Um, in my earlier podcast, the last one, I talked about growing up and how I was very shy, quiet, and reserved. And as I, <laughs> it took a long time, but as I grew up, I had to, I had to grow out of that. And I, and I can talk more about that in another podcast. Um, but, uh, basically I realized that I'm very easy to talk to, easy to listen to, easy to interact with. And I, I feel like I do have some good advice and I'm always open to advice. And so that's where I feel like I, I have a good balance of listening and sharing. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So when meth, when you guys leave comments or if you want to reach out to me and, and, and I'll read and listen and what you have to say and, and hopefully, you know, good stuff i hope it's nothing too critical or mean i'm a little sensitive i'm not gonna lie uh, anyway uh, but yeah i started this whole thing just because i feel like there's things that uh that are good topics to talk on and uh i'm i feel like this will be a good avenue and way to reach out to a lot of people and 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 be able to help through help you know anyone i can through my words and and you know, and this is a way of me giving back to um, just society and giving back to um, just you guys, you know, because sharing is caring and that's what I'm doing. Anyway, that's that's about all I have for this one. And I appreciate everyone for listening. And yeah, so just remember to click the subscribe button. And this podcast is Then Versus Now by Rob Simpson. Thanks, guys.